0: Hello, and welcome to my first podcast leading from the emerging female future after COVID leadership, better business, better world. So if you look at the picture um, on my website, you can see that I'm a middle aged white man, 68 years old, living and working from Munich, where I moved 10 years ago from Norway. Uh, let me be clear that I don't only do work in English. Uh, of course I do it in the Scandinavian language. And since I'm living in Munich, uh, I also do all this that I'm going to talk about in German. Um, so I moved to Germany like 10 years ago. Uh, and although it's not so far away from Oslo, uh, it's like taking and asking a fish, what is it like to leave the ocean? I mean, you wouldn't have a clue and neither did I. So the potential for personal development and growth, has been very rewarding. And one of my coaches once asked me, what are we actually doing in our coaching sessions, Christopher? And I asked him, what do you think? And his answer sure surprised me. You are teaching me the art of new living. And for me, that was a deep insight of what can coaching bring to someone who wants to grow as a leader, bringing and including her whole self to work. And with the ongoing pandemic, crisis we are experiencing with global lockdown and the geopolitical consequences. I have to think about the story or who knows what's good or bad. We were told in my systemic coach training and the text in the song, Everyday Life by Coldplay comes to my mind. What in the world are we going to do? Look at what everybody's going through. Yeah, so it might seems like a paradox that me as a middle-aged white man, Um, I I engage in the work with supporting uh, female leadership. Well, it has to do with my personal story. The way that I grew up, the way that I was raised, um, with my relationship to my mother and my father. So my mother was much younger than my father and already then I could see when I was four years old um, that my mother was not happy in her marriage with my father. Uh, He was what I now know, as a typical patriarch, he wanted to take all the decisions and did not see my mother, which made her feel inferior to him. Uh, And I, as a young boy, already then understood, okay, um, since he's not taking care of her, I have to take care of her. And from, from this on, I learned a lot about, already then, because uh, children has so much intuition and so much empathy, what it means to be a woman. Now, like I said, it might seem like a paradox, but as we will talk about later, uh, it really depends on how we define ourselves psychologically, defining our masculine side, our feminine sides, and how we access them. The Chinese say that to be a complete person, you should have had three different careers, and from the time that I was born in Oslo in 1952 uh, where they actually arranged the winter olympics and, and My parents wrote in the paper that they won gold in, 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 in immense um, competition So uh, I have lived and studied in several countries been owner of a large-scale farm in Norway Worked with immigrants and traumatized juveniles. I have been an executive in both sales and marketing in the telecom business before I, in 2003, decided to change again and start a career as a coach. And for me, coaching is about finding the best version of yourself and to take the journey to that version of yourself is demanding. So when Norway in 2003 decided to introduce a 40% female quota on all public boards, I decided I would direct my work to support women all over the world to find and live from their inner voice. I consider this to be the most important issue whatsoever in today's society. For us, the inhabitants of the only planet we have to co-create a common and really sustainable future. So I also am a father of three wonderful children. The bestseller author Yuval Noah Harari in his book, 21 Lessons for the 21st Century, he recently said that the world is forming new now and we can choose how. And the challenging slogan that I really like is never imitate, always innovate. What we have hopefully learned from the Corona crisis is just that we cannot solve the problems we are experiencing with the same kind of thinking that is limiting, that is imitating from the past. We need to innovate and create something new with a new kind of thinking, like Einstein said. Creativity equals innovation plus enrollment. That's what I learned in my executive CTI coach training. What we need now is social innovation, which focuses on the process of innovation, how innovation and change take place. So what are we going to do? We even know that research from Stanford University says that actually radical innovation cannot take place without equal representation. We also know from research from uh, MIT with collective intelligence that teams with more women are more collectively intelligent. They take better decisions. And <clears throat> they also are more um, the, the glue that organizations need, the, the female qualities that the organizations need, which we'll come back to later, um, is typical for uh, female qualities. I listened to an um, a interview done with uh, Jacinda Ardern, the amazing Prime Minister of New Zealand, because she was interviewed by Stephen Colbert, the American uh, uh, host uh, of, of, of his show. And, and, she's, and he asked her, what, what is it uh, about you that makes you do everything the way you do? And, he, and she said with a smile when she picked him up in her car at the airport, um, well, I'm a woman and I can multitask. <laughs> okay <clears throat> so what could be the new new well we tend to build our visions of the future using the knowledge of our past and like I said which Einstein once said we cannot solve our problems with the same level of thinking that we created them in my language that is the art of new living so can we decide design a world that works of course we can and the future it's a different country. They do things differently there. And in my opinion, that future is female. So the first question is, can we design a world that works? If the answer to this question is yes, then the next question would be, how? Yuval Noah Harari, like I said, said the world is forming in you and we can decide how. First, we should think about the why what would be the noble purpose of designing a world that works? Our answer to that is the value of future generations and create a grandchildren-friendly economy. And that can only happen with a different mindset that created the world as it functions now. And the way it functions now is a male, masculine, left brain, hierarchical, authoritarian, patriarchal thinking, based on individual merits. The transformation to a different mindset is the one that includes takes care, think long-term for the best of all of us, mutually empowers and unfolds, is highly sensitive to people's feelings, all perspectives deserves equal respect, deep yearning for wholeness, strive to foster close and harmonious bonds with everyone, relational skills, collective intelligence for better team performance, is guided by intuition and beauty, focus on what one ought to do, seeks fairness, seeks equality, harmony, community, cooperation, and consensus. Yes, <laughs> I guess you're getting it. These are all female values and qualities. And this is what the world needs to make a world that work for all of us. The future is female. And I, I can hear some of you already saying, oh, that is pretty stereotypical thinking about. Yes, it is. But I think we need these tools, this language to define the difference between the transactional way of living and the transformational way of living which will i come back to later so this is the masculine way of leadership and the feminine way of leadership we need a language to define what these are so <clears throat> in this podcast i invite you listeners um, to co-create with me uh, and explore uh, what could this future look like because i cannot decide for myself because this future will be collectively designed and that means we have to leave the ego out and really Focus on the collective. So some questions uh, that will arise uh, has to do with my experience uh, as a coach for a female executives for almost 20 years, thousands of hours, hundreds of, of coaches. Um, I've written a book about this called the, Art, um, the Future is Female, The Art of New Living. I'm invited to co-write a book about the new female leader. I've written books about visions, values, and mission. I've created co-written books also with other um, writers about female leadership, been a keynote speaker. I also had the great honor of being invited uh, to the United Nations uh, uh, and talk about how to accelerate female leadership. And I can tell you, wow, what an experience that was to meet so many intelligent young people and old people and, and like 400 of us, like really emerging uh, into these qualities, uh, what would it look like if women can lead and, and um, the, the way that they naturally uh, perform their leadership intelligence? So some questions um, is um, w- what are typical essence of human leadership? And I have some answers to that, which will I will read to you later. But I mean I'm, I'm, um, although I consider myself, and I'm humble to say that, an expert in this field, um, I don't have all the answers, so I would love to have the input from you guys and women and children from all over the world. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, my coaching experience coaching female executives um, is from so many different cultures from from China, from India, from Africa, South America, America and all the Scandinavian countries um, and, and most of uh, the European countries and it is all the same. What What is it? that holds women back and I was invited to hold a one-day seminar in, in a huge global corporation here in Munich uh, to, to talk to female executives how not to lose yourself because that's what happens with a female executive, not only female executives of course but a lot of women is that when they enter a masculine um, corporate environment uh, they just lose themselves, they don't have the courage to, to really access their autonomous authentic you. And of course, this is what we can say, Um, you might not know it, but but it is a woman's world and it is ridiculously few corporations that takes the advantage of the woman's opportunity to realize and realize what a costly mistake that is. Um, So some of the questions that we talk about and discuss, uh, how come that we are even thinking about female leadership in this moment of time in human history? Well, let's look at uh, Ardine, um, let's look at um, how the European countries and, and in New Zealand and Taiwan has mastered the Corona crisis. The ones that are that, that have uh, mastered it the best are actually led by, only by women. So we, we think about Norway, we think about Germany, uh, we think about Taiwan, uh, we think about Finland, Iceland and Denmark. Um, And um, More questions is um, that we can see this discrepancy uh, from female to male leadership and how can we discern between male and female leadership styles. Um, And particularly, since we live in the West, or at least I do, um, if you focus on our Western society for the moment, what are the observations in daily life that female leadership is emerging? What are the consequences? For male human beings, which is of course really interesting. Uh, and of course when I say the future is female, it is a provocative, I know that, I think, but we need to take radical actions to discuss what kind of leadership do we need now after Covid. What I genuinely believe is, is not uh, to discriminate men, um, but for the last six thousand years we have lived in a male-dominated way of organizing society. And that has come to a huge cost when we look at the world today, when we're pushing the collective resources to such an extent um, that we are facing a global crisis, climate change, resources are being used, plastic in the oceans. And on and on we can go. Another question we would discuss is, usually when a dynamic like female leadership is emerging, sooner or later there will arise some resistance too. How do we perceive this aspect? Do we have any expectations of this? Well, of course we do. Um, and this is a really an exciting uh, challenge, because when, you, when, you, when we look at the typical organization today, introducing um, a more female way of leadership, it will definitely lead to challenges. And we will discuss that later too. And um, as I have already said at first glance, (laughs) it seems quite strange that I, as a man, dealing with female leadership. What uh, is it um, in my life that made me focus on female leadership? Well, it also has to do with my experience working as an executive in um, IT and telecom for uh, many years and seeing all these brilliant women in this male uh, dominant corporate culture um, where, where they were seldom heard. So, what is it about me, um, being 68, with my experience, a middle-aged, white, old man, um, want to, what is it that I want to create? What is my story? What is the narrative that I have that, and that I want to share with you, uh, that I want to um, cope collectively co-create this new future because uh, what we are seeing now is part of the hu- human evolution to a higher level of consciousness. So uh, why uh, did I decide to be a coach? Well, I think I was born to be a coach. Uh, anyway, I was raised to be coached by my mother. I'm in love with people uh, and I'm very positively curious about people. Um, when I write, I get also curious about myself. And I hope to arise curiosity also in, in you, listener. There's actually nothing more interesting than other people. What is it like to be someone else? I mean, you cannot be anyone else because everyone else is take, taken. And why do people choose and decide the way they do? What about ethics and morals? We are living on a planet that only a very few of us really explore during our lifetime. The origin of life, our emotions. Most people accept what they see, but one day you will open your eyes and experience that the universe is constantly changing and taking us to unknown places. And and like Dr. Sue says, the the famous American children book writer, at least children in the age of nine to ninety, congratulations, today's your day. You're off to great places, you're off and away. Oh, the places you go. The day we start to accept that asking questions concerning many of the established theories, we will understand much more of what is really real. What is reality like? But we are so scared of changes. We fear the unknown. And with the same ignorance as our forefathers and mothers, we meet these changes with the same conviction as the old seafarers, believing that if they sailed away from the known and into the unknown, the world as they knew it, would end in an endless abyss. Now, today we need people, new explorers, travelers of our time, like Copernicus, Marco Polo and Galilei, to open up to a total new understanding of the universe and how we are all connected. They will make our souls visible. They will probably be declared to begin with as heretics. But you know what? What the eye does not perceive or observe does not stop to exist because of that, said the little prince. All crisis gives new room for opportunities, as right now with the coronavirus. The world is forming anew and we can choose how to be global and conditional co-creators. Maybe next year it will be too late. A new global order will take form. We can choose international solidarity and cooperation or nationalistic isolation has the time how we organize work come to an end yes i believe so then this is the question we have to consider what would future future leadership look like the answer to this is that we have to create something new something which has never existed before what is new and has never existed before well how can i know what i don't know if i don't know what i don't know yeah it's about being unconditionally or or being, um, uh, or being uh, using this um, ladder of competence model to be unconsciously incompetent. I mean, there's so many things we don't know about ourselves. So what is it that is new? What is it that has never existed before? Normally we think of leadership as a person, but leadership is not a person. Leadership is a system in a collective intelligent context of organizational culture where people can bring their whole selves to work as an autonomous and authentic person sharing values and a noble purpose. To lead from this emerging future, we need to accelerate female leadership which is transformational with a mindset of being better together. What can we conclude about historical trajectory? We can say what we have seen that over the course of human history, power and influence generally have devolved from top down. Still, for whatever reason, the leadership industry ignores the critical history nearly entirely as if it were irrelevant or unimportant, or maybe both. One of the inevitable results, is that leadership continues to be overvalued and followers undervalued. The history of leadership is based on a male, masculine, patriarchal, authoritarian, hierarchical, left brain thinking based on devalued merits. It's a long sentence and I've used a long time to design it, uh, but it really explains the present paradigm. Okay. So in, in this kind of culture, there is little room for the feminine qualities, values and traits. On the contrary, In every leadership, education and development, it is the support of the ego needs that are being reinforced. Instead, we should focus on issues of gender and power and the way certain behaviors get disappeared, not because they are ineffective, but because they are associated with the feminine relational or so-called soft skills. Due to the cultural impact I have mentioned, these implicit associations with the feminine tend to code these behaviors as inappropriate to the workplace because they are out of line with what, with um, some deeply held gender-linked assumptions about good workers, exemplary behavior and successful organizations. In other words, we can assume there is a masculine logic of effectiveness operating in organizations that is accepted as so natural and right that it might actually seem odd to call them masculine. I have to admit that even I I'm stunned by my own blindness not to see an enormous opportunity to lead from the emerging feminine foreseeable future. Welcome to this big club of being unconsciously incompetent. You could think it is the best kept secret in the world. This logic of effectiveness suppresses or disappears behavior that is inconsistent with its basic premises, even when that behavior is in line with the corporation's goal. The result is that organizations adopt their rhetoric of change and transformation to, for example, self-organization and organizational teams, but instead end up disappearing the very behavior that would make transformation work, such as supporting mutual empowerment and involvement, the glue that holds teams and organizations together. Now, let us look at what are those gender specific behaviors? (laughs) Okay, I guess you will not be surprised when I tell you they are all feminine. Yes, I know, it is stereotype. It is a stereotypical approach, but we need tools and language to create an awareness of the old transactional male leadership style before we can full scale initiate the transformation to the feminine. Even the Dalai Lama once said the world will be saved by Western women. And I think what, uh, what Dalai Lama envisioned then uh, is how the emerging paradigm shift from over thousands of years of male dominance to a female one would look like envisions a future where the female values and the female intelligent would spread through our educational system political system economic system and healthcare systems throughout the entire world as the Western women evolves and chooses to contribute in our own way in all fields and of course we also had now to add um, New Zealand so why is this such an important topic to discuss I hope we can explore this together. Um, The the language of uh, Ubuntu in South America says, I am because we are. And for me, this is why it is the most important issue to discuss and explore together. And this is based on my core values, which are uh, future generations making a difference, having an impact from which my life purpose is derived. My life purpose is to have an impact on creating a grandchildren-friendly economy for future generations by accelerating the emerging future of female leadership. And my mission to globally facilitate and accelerate female leadership in order to transform the world and to realize extraordinary results. What and how would the world look like if every woman on this planet were really equal to men? If all the women in the world got up and utilized all their potential, a change of the woman's awareness to have the courage to find her inner voice and live and act from it would mean a giant leap for mankind towards the change we need to see in the world. It would be the most important revolution of this millennium. We need the feminine approach. We need long-term thinking. We need to create the transformation the world needs thinking like global and conditional co-creators. We need the collective intelligence. We need the relationship intelligence, we need the transformation away from ego needs to live our core values and desires of our soul. We need to be informed and take response ability to act like evolutionary global citizens and raise the global awareness to a higher level of consciousness. Our approach should be to work with people who have a deep longing and desire to be the change they want to see in the world. So what would it mean to bring these qualities to organizations leading from the power of we and the feminine traits? And what can we bring to organizations sharing feminine wisdom and experience? According to Gallup, only 30% of employees actively apply their talent and energy to move their organization forward. So there's a huge potential here, right? 50% are just putting their time in while, the remaining 20% act out of their discontent in counter ways. And in this research from Gallup, they estimate that the 20% group alone costs the U.S. economy around half a trillion dollars each year. So think about how that would uh, affect the whole world. You know, we're just talking about trillions and trillions of dollars. A main cause of employee disengagement is poor leadership, Gallup says. Another survey from the Center for Creative Leadership indicated that half of all leaders and managers are considered a disappointment, incompetent, a mishire, or a complete failure. Executives often discover that their best intentions to lead are overwhelmed by the demands and practices of the organization. And organizations of the future, we are told, need to move away from hierarchical systems, of prediction and control to more team based structures and reward systems. The need to be in the words of Jack Welch, CEO of GE, boundary less, where information is shared freely and openly across divisions and functional uh, barriers. These organizations will need a new kind of worker, one who is a continuous learner as well as a continuous teacher who is willing to enable and empower others to take responsibility for problems and work collaboratively with others to solve them. Moreover, this new worker will need multiple intelligences rather than simply having technical skills. The worker of the future needs to be someone who can think creatively and who has what is often called emotional intelligence or the ability to work effectively with others, understanding the emotional context in which the work gets done. So what would it look like leading from an emerging female future? Why not? Why not pretend for now that the absolute, the ground of being sometimes expressed itself in the body of a woman, pretending God is a dude, hasn't exactly worked out for the vast majority of the human family, let alone the animal and plant communities or the air or the waters. Quote by Mirabai Starr, female culture would avoid any competition. They would focus on. Providing meaning and purpose on a human level. Care for the whole system. Seeing the whole picture, including the role of the organization on the planet or society. Thinking long-term rather than short-term. Understanding and mediating rather than judging. Distinguishing with love rather than with anger. Regard rather than reward for engagement. These are all qualities described by Frederick Laloux in his book Reinventing Organizations and by Richard Barrett in a new psychology for human development. However, they do not explicitly define them as female. And that, I think, is interesting because they don't see them. They're not aware of that these qualities are female. And that problem means that men and male leaders do not experience and have never experienced gender exclusion. Therefore, they are not and are not aware that these qualities are female. So. This is all for now, folks. Um, I will come back for sure with the next episode of Leadership After COVID. Leading from the emerging female future to create a better business and a better world. Thanks for now. And I really hope to hear from you and you will find my mail address on the webpage. And please do not hesitate to get in touch. Have a great time.